0: Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter, at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast, start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. I used to put my faith in worship, but then my chance to get to heaven slipped. I used to worry about the future, then I threw my caution to the wind. I have no reason to be carefree, no, 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 until I took a trip to the other side of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I heard the boogie rhythm. Hey, 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 I had no choice but to get down, down, down. It's Story Route Zero, episode 120 in this hellscape that is the world. I have three friends with me. My name is Matthew. Jacked and ready to go, it's Michaela Crescione. She will pro- progressively get less ready. New job, old. who it is? It's Moose Kluel. Cool. That's who it is.
1: What's up, product people? How we doing?
0: And he's drinking a coffee or a whiskey. Oh, or crazy. both? Well, <laughs> I had some coffee flavored
1: scotch once ah. that was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little. A little chase. <laughs> he likes to live on the just, edge. He chases, he chases his whiskey with coffee.
0: I got, I, I've got my uppers and the coffee, my downers and the whiskey, and I gotta just catch that balance so I can ride dealing with Matt's fucking puns.
1: There ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh,
0: so, the story wraps here. We talk about video games. Yes, we do. What y'all been playing? Oh you you Jason. sir up front. Jason. Jason, how are you, sir? The man raising his hand. You've
2: played games. I played games. I played games I don't play. I finished games mm-hmm. that I don't normally play. I beat Neon White.
0: Cool. I will start I sending you my copies of Berserk and uh we could just we could just blow down.
1: Blow <laughs> down, down there, Chief. That's not as weeb as like like traditional anime. That berserk is good. I know, but Let's let's let's...
3: (laughs) baby steps. (laughs) We gotta wait. Dial it back. (laughs) Let's
2: dial it back a little bit here. Like gameplay wise, top five contender game of the year. I have no idea what the hell happened at all because conveniently the game has a fast forward button. It says fast forward in the corner. You push that button, boom! You don't have to listen to anything. (laughs) Skip, 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 skip. Um, get some of the oh, best, the
0: white mask is talking to the red mask. <laughs> some of the oh, I hate
2: best, that fucking yellow mask. Of the best <laughs> platforming, first person platforming gameplay I've ever played, ever, ever. This was so much fun. There was a lot of fuck, shit, nah, damn it, no yeah. restart, fuck, damn
0: it. Going for but, those gold medals, man. It's fucking grating sometimes.
2: And it was fun because I got a lot of the gold and ace medals without trying. And you're like, what did I just do? Like, you just get in that rhythm when you're in the game and you don't realize it. And it just works. Mm -hmm. But like I said, this will definitely be a game of the year contender for a lot of people. I can't endorse that because I have no idea what the half the game was. I I barely know the plot. Um, And I feel like someone who enjoyed all of it as a total package would definitely hold it in higher regard than I would. Like, it'll definitely make some of the categories we do, but it's not in my probably top 10, just solely because there's a lot I missed.
0: So I wanted to ask this. Uh, on the last episode did anybody here enjoy the mirrors edge games never played them like i play i mean there was a time where i was just i was kind of lost in what i wanted to play and i was tired of playing sort of the same old thing because for a few years i was kind of like i'll play fifa every year and then look for look for other games that, that might be good but anytime you anytime you went looking for that, you got, you know, funneled to AAA, where you know the games, for all intents and purposes, weren't bad, but they they didn't they, they weren't interesting. Like they they didn't do a lot for me. Um, and then I tried Mirror's Edge, uh, at the uh, recommendation of a of a rather caffeinated GameStop employee, and. I didn't like it um i mean i I thought it was different enough i i I didn't it didn't pull me in at all but then like when the rumble around getting catalyst came i'm like the first one wasn't that good or at least i or at least i didn't like the first one all that much i don't know what people saw it and i think i got probably 50 at least 50 percent of the way through i at least try and put my time in with games before i just go out um this is i think this to this game to me feels like what all those folks were talking about that loved mirror's edge but i also think that this does the loop right where each stage can be as lit, as long as two, three minutes, or as little as 20. And uh, the music goes hard as fuck. Oh, my God. Um, But I've also only done the first episode. I I have not gotten back to it because I'm
2: distracted. You're doing 30, 40 second runs um, Mm -hmm. and you could go significantly longer, but generally speaking, you're like sub one minute. And I'm not talking like getting a gold or ace medals. Like the levels aren't, they're supposed to be short. And like, and it's, and I think the, they make it accessible in a way like it, it's like, it makes you more like, oh, I could be a speed runner. It's not like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm never going to get these scores. Like you mm-hmm. get in that rhythm when you're playing and you find the shortcuts and you nail the score. And it's not like you have to be flawless. Like you just get a feel for it. And they're short enough that you can remember like, okay, do this, 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 and this, which I think is really cool. And it,
0: t- it takes a lot of it takes a lot of cues from Super Meat Boy like that. That's that's the thing I was thinking about a
2: lot. And they expand your arsenal. Like you've only done one episode. Like they add significant amount to the game,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is cool, and it keeps everything refreshing.
0: Now, the one thing I will say is try and get the collectibles. Um. Not because not because I well, I think A, doing some of them in the levels is kind of interesting, like the way they mess with that and the, the the requirements for getting the collectibles. Not stringent, not ridiculous, I don't think. I don't know how I don't know how it was for the rest of the game. But when you do that and actually push the social trees along and you get like the side quests, those are cool as shit. Um, I don't know if you did any did you like did you do a lot of those or uh,
2: I did some but a lot of the gifts go into extra dialogue more than side quests for characters so I didn't care okay. I think I missed out on because it was like every third gift was a side quest mm-hmm. and I kind of <laughs> I almost felt bad that I fast forwarded a lot of this <laughs> But there is like, oddly enough, there was some humor. Um, so you, one of the quest givers is a cat, but he's not. That's just what your perception of. Yes! Then, oh, this is great. This one character walks in and goes, "Dude, why is John Cena in heaven? Because <laughs> he sees John Cena." <laughs> he's like, "I'm
0: not actually cat. I'm just, I'm just your perception of a cat."
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, whoa John Cena <laughs> yeah so I'm sure there's more I just didn't the whole I don't know I it's it's how I perceive anime and it, it just but the gameplay loop definitely some of the best I've played this year incredible Um, I also I finished not 100% but Pretty much finished 20 minutes till dawn. I reached level 15.
1: Nice. Nice.
2: Cleared it. Um, very cool. Um, Do you get, get credits every
0: time you get to 20 minutes or no? Yes. Okay.
2: It's not vampire survivors where like, ha game's not done yet, so we're just going to kill you. Like <laughs> yeah. The point is 20 minutes and then you can advance your darkness level, which. Yeah. Adds new stuff in, um, and actually, the, I just saw today there's a patch coming out to do an endless mode. Cool. But twenty minutes dawn till dawn is more close to the final product. They've pretty much established that all the features are in the game that are planned. They're just tweaking a lot of things, like more upgrade paths, stuff like that. Um, highly recommend if you like Vampire Survivors, but also it's not a Vampire Survivors clone. I saw one article, like, ripping on it. Like, oh, they're just building on the success. It's a different game. all Not all together, but, I mean, both Moose and Matt have played. It's it's different enough. Like,
3: mm-hmm. if
2: you played Vampire's Versus, you get that, like, oh, it's like that. But, like, you're more active. So you have to shoot. You have to aim. It's not, you have more freedom in how you want to go about the level. Like Vampire Swords, you're kind of, okay, I'm going to pick this weapon. And you're kind of stuck. Like, you have to stick with it. 20 Minutes of Dawn, you kind of have, you. yes, you're stuck with the weapon you choose to start with, but like I'm going to make it a big, a freeze build. I'm going to go fire. I'm going to do this. Like, and I think the freedom there adds a lot to the game. And I jumped for the hell of it. I jumped back into Dead Cells and did a Dead Cells Cell 3 and Cell 4 clear.
3: Nice.
0: Congratulations.
2: I had done it on PC. I never did it on PlayStation. So I was like, "Yeah, come <clears> on. Dead <throat> still wows me. The amount of content they've added. It's like Warframe level of here's another update. Here's more content. Here's yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this one idea so we put it in the game. Um that's about oh and I forgot to mention last week and I joked with Moose about it. I tried Siphon Filter um and Moose Amir Agreement. So did I, but good. I wish I just had not tried it again and left my memory intact of my enjoyment. It does not translate well to I don't even know how I played it then. Like you move and look with the left stick, like you do yeah. both. I'm sorry, what? Yeah you aim with triangle what what is going on here
0: it's weird what happened what what codifying controllers actually means to video games it's really I weird i almost wish yeah.
2: like why couldn't they just add um edit controls like do what you want like mm-hmm. there obviously we have more buttons now than we did like just let us edit all the different buttons yeah but no. And that's uh that's about it. Michaela. What do you say? I'll be
3: quick. How's I'll Dragon quick. Quest eleven? Dragon
4: Quest Eleven is good. So I um didn't have a ton of time for gaming, had another busy week and another busy family filled weekend, but for what I did play, I finished the uh the chapters that they added to the S version of Dragon Quest XI, um, where they show you what happens with the other characters besides the, the main hero when you get separated by the event that causes the world to sink into eternal night and the bad guy temporarily wins for a while and there's a bunch of new aggressive monsters uh, terrorizing the general citizenry um, and the world tree falls and hits the planet and shit is bad and you turn into a fish at the end. But um, one of them, the <laughs> last one the the last one of those stories for one of the characters that isn't actually one of my like favorite characters it was really getting to me and I was like choking up and I was like why is why is this doing things for me right now why am I getting so upset about this um so that was actually kind of nice in that you know it's nice when a story of any kind can can reach you like that um I was just like wow this is this is doing it for me huh didn't think it would um and I got through that and um I started to do the all right, let's not be a fish anymore, let's start trying to de Kafka this world and fix shit and bring back Mr. Sun. Um see what we can do about that. Uh so I started the like essentially like the second half of the game. Um or I guess the second third of the game, because there is a whole chunk of story post-credit. Like, rolling the credits, beating the second chunk of the game isn't really beating the game. It's like one of those where, like, yeah, you you rolled credits, but, like, not really. I don't know why JRPGs like to do that a lot, that they do. Um And then the other thing I played, I only played for, like, an hour, so I cannot say much about it yet. Um, but i did start very briefly fire emblem warriors three hopes which came out over the weekend came out on friday um which is the muso game uh set in the universe of fire emblem three houses it is not a sequel or prequel or anything like that is it is actually an alternate alternate timeline reimagining a new story in the same world with the same characters so you don't play as byleth anymore you play as like a rival mercenary essentially so instead of byleth being the one who goes to the monastery where um, the different uh like heirs to the three kingdoms are students um instead of byleth going and becoming their teacher you play this new mercenary who is this totally new character who is inhabited by a totally different, like very mysterious deity um, than Byleth is. So um, Byleth actually almost Loki kills you at the beginning of the game. Rude. But um... <laughs>
0: Byleth out here, like, fuck them
3: kids. <laughs>
4: um, uh, so far, I'm just like awash in tutorials. So I really don't like. Mm. I've been too tired when I'm playing. So like I kept playing Dragon Quest just because I was too tired to deal with all these. They throw like a lot of mechanics at you. Even though it plays so far, the combat itself, the battles themselves, it's very Dynasty Warriors. It's like, here's a map. The red zones are occupied by the the bad guys. The blue zones are occupied by your guys. You see the map getting taken over. Certain zones have like the 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 head boss of that zone that you have to beat to turn it from red to blue, you know but dynasty warrior shit. Know. And you there's a bunch of people on screen and you smack them around and you toss them in the air and you, you, you do the button mashy shit. Um so uh I there is gonna be stuff like Fire Emblem E. Like you can issue orders to other characters to go like, all right, you go here and take care of this enemy base while I go here. So like strategy-ish, like you can order different units to go to different parts of the battlefield That while you're not controlling them and you can switch between them. Um, and it follows Fire Emblem rules in that like s- axes are good against sword wielders and lances are good against or, whatever, and bow wielders are good against flying units. Like, it follows those mechanics. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's like, all right, here's your base combos, and here's your specials, and here's your charge up moves, and here's your this gauge, and here's your the. Uh, there's a, uh, there's been a lot of fucking tutorials, man. I feel like I need a degree in Muso to play this shit. But uh, looking forward to when I have a little bit more energy actually using my brain to understand. What's going on besides y y y x y x y y x? <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, also, the main character that you play this time is fully voiced, which I do prefer. I don't love a silent protagonist, even though I just played Dragon Quest Eleven and Fire Emblem Three Houses, which both have silent protagonists. I don't particularly like them. I actually wrote an article about my, like, not my preferences, but whether, like, when a silent protagonist is suitable versus not, like, Dark Souls versus a narrative-driven JRPG like Dragon Quest XI um, and how a blank stare of a character can be awkward in story scenes. Um, And I don't like it.
2: Even in some, like, which is the other end, Far Cry. Like, not until Far Cry 6, you didn't really respond like there were some some scenes, but you just stand it like Far Cry 6, at least Danny would interact with everyone and like have conversations like it's weird when like you said, there are times it's fine. Dark Soul, like, OK, fine. Like you don't need to. But like Far Cry, like even just Far Cry, like
4: when there's a lot of dialogue, when it's very story and character driven. And especially when you have a party, like JRPGs tend to have, you have all of these great characters, like Dragon Quest XI, for example. Veronica is a very strong character. Sylvando has a lot of uh, character. Eric is is, is a memorable, like, but then you have the hero who doesn't even have a name when they put him in Smash Bros. Like, it's like, here's the funny one. Here's the serious one. Here's the wet paper towel like I don't even know like you don't like silent protagonists for me don't stand up well in party systems in narrative driven games um some better than others but this in this case it is fully voiced you get dialogue choices like a lot of times they'll give you a chance to respond and you pick one of three options but they voiced all of the lines so yes Mm -hmm. that's extra effort and not every game has the budget and time for that but I appreciate it when it's there
2: when you do create a character you name it the wet paper towel
4: <laughs> i haven't actually gone that far yet i did rename my character to Should. mod again i usually go with mod or whatever um actually dragon quest 11 i usually do something um stupid like i think i did Erdred last time because in, in it's set in Erdria and the heroes like the hero of old is Erdric. Like it's a theme for Dragon Quest. So I did Erdred, because it's it's,
2: it's, it's it's red, red like red mod. A, a chew, son of a sneeze, up in <laughs> Snippelheim.
4: But this time in ugh, Son <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have regrets now,
0: Good but no. well oh, really, Erdred? Really? Well, did, actually,
4: no. You did this a pun
0: on Erdrich. Come on.
3: <laughs>
4: no, that's not a pun. That's not a pun. But what I, I actually did, what I named my character for this playthrough on my Switch, I named him Lloyd because I started Dragon Quest around the same time I was watching Spy X Family, which, which ended, the season ended this weekend and now my next Saturday is going to feel so empty by comparison. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I named him Lloyd. I love it. Like there's like one of the extra chapters, the one that made me like hit me in the field. They, they, you witness like your parents trying to name the hero. And it's like, they're like, yep, let's name him Lloyd. (laughs) I was like, i I'm so happy right now that I gave him such a stupid fucking name. That's dope. But yeah, that's, the,
2: yeah, wet are...
4: <laughs> the wet paper towel. Unfortunately, you only get like eight characters, but yeah. So those are the two things I played. Not a lot. The
0: wet paper towel, but... would we name him Liquid Bounty? Oh
4: my god. <laughs> <laughs> the not so quicker figure-over.
1: <laughs> Maybe he does such a good job he's constantly wet. <laughs>
2: move on
3: next,
4: next. Okay. somebody else please go uh,
0: I think I'm going to take the reins here if you don't mind
1: Moose that's fine
0: uh, I'm going to be relatively quick because uh, Reba and I did some co-op in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nice. not, or, sh- I said Sweaters Revenge <laughs>
1: what is I mean
0: Another <laughs> professional that. show <laughs> shredders revenge um and we had a we had a ball um uh, we had a lot of fun we did arcade mode got through six chapters in one sitting and uh yeah she wants to go back to it and i'm starting to feel like i might want to platinum that game so who knows um shake your head all you want moose i can dream
1: uh no, I'm not oh, saying you, I'm saying the way, me. I've looked at some of the trophies and I'm like, I don't know.
2: Don't a quick tip for you, Matt, if you want to platinum. saw so before you turn in all the collectibles, make sure you have multiple people, on the, as many controllers as you can to push start, like do a, a co-op game. When you turn it in, everyone gets credit. So you can speed up the leveling of everyone to max.
1: Because look at the bonus XP for turning the stuff in.
2: Oh, so instead of doing full replays. Of so if, every I did, if
3: I did it all as
0: guess, would I still get the trophy then? Yeah, because you have to yeah. pick a character. Oh,
2: okay. All right. <clears throat> um, not that it takes long to play the whole game. I mean, you could probably on easy do the whole st- in two hours, probably.
0: Yeah, it's not a long game at all. That's um, no, not. <laughs> so on just Saturday, bucket. on Saturday, oh, Scott's bucket.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what is revenge? Um,
0: like, I, yeah. Uh, I am kind of in love with April O'Neill in this game. Uh, she is so much fun to play as. Um, mm-hmm. her, her special move where she basically pulls out uh, is it a camera stand and she's just swinging it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's a stand with a camera on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like one of those when they used to do the stationary cans instead of a person running um, them.
0: <laughs> Rebo was, was Raph and his special's nothing to sneeze at either. Um, but we were having a good time. Uh, but I all, on Saturday I decided to finally bite the bullet and fire up Salt and Sacrifice. And I think I may now have an odd obsession. Um... This game is, uh, I think all of us looked at preview coverage, maybe some reviews of it, but this game is the left turn that I think a game like Salt and Sanctuary needed in a sequel. Um, Granted, uh, on, in the past on the show Michaela has made mention of the color palette which is really varied compared to the first one it's a lot uh, the gamma is a little bit uh, up so it's a lot environments are a lot lighter uh, you get a grappling hook early which is always fun <coughs>
2: but enough said.
0: the hook in it is you're not going, you're not like just going through a world. Um, you are hunting mages. And each time you enter a section of the map, you can, well, you enter, well, you don't really enter a section of a map, but you like go to a place, you can explore that place And you can find Odd Distortion. On the way to set... Or Well, you can find Odd Distortion, and that basically starts your hunt. This is a Monster Hunter game, almost. Um, And that statement goes way deeper than I thought it did when I first started playing. So you can activate the hunt, go after that boss... The level changes not in map or geography, but different enemies show up like and they look visibly different than the enemies that were already there. And sometimes I think I actually think in almost all cases they're a little stronger and yield a little more of the salt or souls. <clears throat> uh you find the you are you are led to the boss by a distortion that's sort of coming off of your character in the direction of it very much like monster hunter world with the flies um and get you get there <clears throat> you fight the boss it leaves and you have to go find it again Uh, the best thing about this is it it is not timed like it is in Monster Hunter, which, thank God, because some of these levels get real nebulous and really labyrinthine and easy to get lost in, which I think has probably, which seems to me like it would be an overarching complaint. I've actually kind of fallen in love with it, uh, finding new things that way. And uh, you slay the mage, you get materials, and you can use those materials back in the hub to make weapons. And armor. When you go back to that area again, the boss you fought can just be wandering around. Interesting. So you can basically farm these bosses for materials. Um now I did have a few times where I would spawn into the level, there'd be a there'd be a boss that I had fought right there get them out of the way and start looking for the one that I'm actually targeting.
3: The cool thing
0: here is the multiplayer for me. The multiplayer is really good. Uh, It's like Bloodborne with a password system uh, where you could (laughs) just, you could turn on the, Hey, I want someone to come help me item and just wander around the level Maybe someone will show up. Maybe they won't. Uh, you can also do the same thing for the I want to help people with a level as well. You can also do it from the hub via the co- via the covenant system that they have. Tell me if you've heard this one before. The Dawnlight Cooperators. What are we thinking? What was that again? Dawnlight Cooperators. What are we thinking? Sunbros. Guess what their slogan is? Affirm the dawn, <laughs> praise <laughs> the sun. <laughs> it's like it's it's really good, but uh, you can also. You so. I think it is. I, I, you know, I appreciate that they're just. Wit- you know, I'm gonna own this. Everyone said. Everyone said this was like a the Salt and Sanctuary was kind of a gold standard for the two diesels, like which I I still agree with. And they're just like, okay, fine. We found we found the best way to do this. You can also join a covenant called um, the Sheriff Inquisitors, which are when someone invades, you are like a blue sentinel. There's a lot of Dark Souls 2 in this game as well. And uh, I think Salt and Sanctuary is very much a Dark Souls 2 compared to or I'm sorry, Salton sacrifices a Dark Souls two compared to Salton Sanctuary's Dark Souls one. Confusing, isn't it? I always yes, want to. Really flip-flop them. Um When I first, when I started, when I started, I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? And I thought of Mercenary Kings because we had been talking about it, like when ref- with, with reference to the Turtles games because same developer and all that. But then I saw the materials and all that. I'm like, wait a minute, this is just Monster Hunter. Uh, and it kind of rules. I will say this: there are there are non-hunt bosses that show up in the world. They kind of like gate your progress. Like you need to get you need to get around them to get to other areas of the map to eventually find distortions, activate hunts, things like that. Uh, the dialogue in this game is dope, and uh, the music is cool. It's really fun. I found trying to just join up with others for like a quick soul grind or, or hopefully a win for some materials. Uh, It's pretty quick. It's pretty seamless and relatively easy. The only thing I've not done is actually invade somebody because I haven't found that covenant yet. Uh, But when you, you can summon up to two cooperators and then if the, and then invader can still show up and a defender can still show up. So at one point in my travels, I had two cooperators with me. The invader showed up. The defender was with us as well. So the defender immediately went for the invader while the three of us took on not one, not two, three bosses that just happened to be in the same area. Um, (laughs) And surprisingly enough, the magic in this game gets a little more in-depth than Salt and Sanctuary did. Uh, They seem to be... uh, little more bombastic in their presentation i haven't found any of that stuff in my own playthrough i haven't really gone i haven't really gone looking for it in a wiki or anything like that so um maybe i might need maybe i might start doing that as i find more and more npcs in areas uh but this game is really cool uh the only thing i've not done is evade and i haven't set up the password system so i don't know if that if that's sort of like if if Moose or Jason and I were to set up a password and we just snap into other people's worlds. Cause it seems pretty, when you're, when you turn on your summoning sign uh, or your summoning item, I think it's a candle. Uh, you can start getting connections right away. You will, it'll show you it'll be like connecting to this user. Um, and then if you realize if uh, you have already have a cooperator and you haven't turned it on again, you, uh, you know when you're being invaded because it'll say connecting to and you're like oh that guy's coming to fight and then you'll see a connecting to and that'll be the defender um the another pretty good thing in my mind is uh invaders are not invulnerable to enemies nice. now, i don't know i don't know if this is just the normal enemies that show up before you've activated a hunt but the, once you've activated a hunt, I think, I think those enemies just run after the nearest living thing and kill it, regardless. Like they, they give no fucks. They take no quarter, and they will put everything in the ground, and it's actually kind of marvelous to watch. Um, and then you can also lead some of the boss minions that show up, because every one of the mages they summon uh, a few tiers worth of enemies depending on how pissed off they are at you. And uh, the environmental enemies, I'll call them, can take them out as well. Um, I also like that when you, if you are in a hunt and you get all the way to where the final area where you want to fight this mage is, any health that you've taken off of that mage is gone. So uh, you can conceivably get into a final boss area with a mage at one third health if you have, you know, if you've maximized your, your damage output on So, uh, this game's cool. Scott Studios knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Uh, I can see a lot of the confusion around it, that it might be a little rough, or it might just not explain it in a way that most people, uh, will receive well, but I'm having an absolute ball with it. And, uh, I kind of wish I picked a class that had a shield, though. I did not. You went
1: mage, list. didn't you?
0: No, I did not. Oh, I went. Nice. I went dualist. So most of my playthrough so far has been with a rapier. And the rapier animation's kind of sick. You just, yeah. <laughs> you just godskin duo all over. I was going to say, <laughs> and it uh, and it uh, and it it's it's nice. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Moose finishes off. So,
1: I may I mainly played like three games since last week. Uh, first up is Riddle Corpses PS5 version dropped. So, of course, I had to fire that bad boy up. There we go. Uh, love that twin stick shooter gem. I highly recommend it for anybody who's a fan of the genre. It's a lot of fun, it's got some roguelite. Uh, mixed into it because you know, you can take the money you earn from playing, and when you die, you go back and just upgrade your person and get better and better and better. So, uh, the only differences I've noticed is um, soundtrack. There's a secondary soundtrack that they have that you can switch to. I haven't really looked for what the differences are, but, anyways, it was a free download, and they also updated their game, um, Xenon Valkyrie. Or is it, is that what it is? Or yeah, it's that way. I always want to say Valkyrie Xenon and I'm like, that's not right. But anyways, uh, check it out. Uh, It's like, I think under 10 bucks, whatever. I have jumped back in to Cyberpunk after hearing Jeff just talk about it all the time in the PSM parties, um, which I've played it. Uh, a bit of it and I've enjoyed what I played so I was like well that's gonna be next after I beat a certain game but there's also a video Jeff shared of a Rippler TetraTronic build and it's basically like if you ever seen like those movies where like someone's just walking through a war zone like slow-mo and it's kind of like that except the person is hacking everybody around them and like suiciding them and poisoning them and then like if there's two people you can turn one person crazy and then if you have enough of your stats spec properly that will jump to the other person and then you can just sit there and watch the two of them fights like you never take damage and so the person just walks slowly walks through the mission just like wreaking havoc and I'm like that could be a lot of fun so um I started from scratch again because it's been a, a little bit been a hot minute since i played last time and i wasn't so far to, that i was like man i should just uh keep going so uh it's been fun replaying the beginning part of the game and i'm having a blast with that so um there's that and then the last game that i played which was a lot of it was uh horizon forbidden west which i finally beat
3: Congratulations. So that bad
1: boy is done thank you um so i jumped back into it after elden ring and dropped the difficulty to baby ass baby mode and had a blast with it i was having fun with it um and that one when i came back to it after elden ring uh i was like should i just start over again and i was in a party talking with jeff about it he's like where are you and i told him where and he's like dude he's like just just keep going you'll be all right so um (laughs) i just decided to keep going because uh spoilers for anyone listening but I was doing the capturing of the subset uh functions for Gaia and I think I had one done and he's like yeah he's like you're pretty far into the game and so I was like okay so I was like, I'll just keep going have fun with that I I intended not to bull rush the main story it, just focus on the main story and stay level with it and I still ended up having a blast with the game to the point where I was like doing side quests and having a blast doing side quests and not being like uh being like now nah, I should be focused on the main story just to beat the game like so the game I had more fun this time around than I initially did when I started the game so uh I want to say that uh it's a blast to play um i also it's weird to me like i didn't get a lot of legendary equipment i got one legendary bow uh so you get a bow from beating the rebel bases or camps i think it's the camps then you have to do a mission and that the person leading them and you'll get a legendary bow and that's the only legendary bow i got i ended up leveling up a lot of the other stuff i had and didn't have too many issues with bots. I mean, I was on easy, but you can still die on easy because sometimes they can get overwhelming. But um I was talking to Jeff about it and I got on this morning because I beat it last night. I got on this morning and I fired up the arena. So there's an arena you can go to. It's kind of like the hunting grounds of the first game. There are hunting grounds in the first game. And so like they both have like a metal system where you can go to the hunting grounds and earn medals and fight in the arena earn medals and I did like the amateur challenge and was like I'm done I just don't I don't care I don't care these legendary weapons that you can buy I'm like I really don't care about this like I'd, I'm fine so I just decided to move the game over to the external hard drive because I feel with the ending of the game they can do some really cool stuff with some DLC. They do DLC. Um, I feel like I think it would be really cool for them to tackle the recapturing of Hephaestus in the D, in DLC, and then do like you know they could do like a catch up on the third game of like what happened in the DLC in the previous game. So you don't necessarily have to play the DLC, but I think that would be cooler than trying to like like make us go after it again in the, in the third game. So you can go after it if you want or, or not, you know? And I feel like that would open up the third game to have a heck of a lot more to it. Uh, other stuff, you know, new stuff. It's own stuff, I guess it's, I should say. Uh, I do like the flying mount that you get in the end. That's hella cool because you just like... Oh, you
0: get a flying mount? That's dope.
1: Yeah. Did you not beat it? I've not beat it, no. I apologize. I thought you beat it. Oh, my God. I'm like spoiling shit left and right. I thought you beat. I thought
2: I was the only one that didn't beat it. No. Oh, my God. Let's call it even for Matt spoiling the thing in the beginning of the game for me. Now we're (laughs) all clean slate. Okay. Uh, Clean slate. (laughs) But
1: anyways, it is is a blast to play and uh i look for forward- so i like i was saying i moved it to the external hard drive cuz i decided like if i go back to it it'll be to do some stuff and and get better gear so that it'll prep me for the dlc or when you know the new game the next one comes out i'll just be like i'll do you know i'll do it and get the platinum to at least familiarize myself with the controls going into it which they're they're weird the controls can be weird what's really weird what's really really funny uh about it is the fact that i kept hitting square to like dodge but it's like slide when you're running and i'm like you've played elden ring for over 400 hours and you know circle is dodge what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> but anyways i highly recommend checking out Forbidden west it'll definitely definitely be uh in my top Ten if not my top five. I don't think there's I don't think there's gonna be much that's gonna knock it out. Um but yeah, great game. So those are the three games I played this week.
3: Nice. About it.
0: Jason, Michaela. We got we got news we got the responsible adults here. What kind
2: of news do we got? Square is hosting a Star Ocean showcase next week. 40 minutes. Wait,
4: when was that announced? Whoa. Hello, I missed that. Is that new?
2: It was announced Friday. Um it's,
3: uh, it's for
2: June 29th. So okay. 2 days. So after this goes up, but uh 40 and minutes. They... of... What? Okay, go ahead. It will be presented by the voice actor of the main character.
4: Did they Apple? say gameplay what what is it?
2: Forty minutes of um, it's forty minutes, an eight minute video introducing the game's opening, and that's all we know. So there's thirty-two minutes of something after the opener.
4: Gimme some Star Ocean Redemption Lego. Um Yeah. Um Square Square has squ- I just want to say this real quick. Square has when you think about it an absolutely insane lineup of announced games right now never mind what they haven't announced but final fantasy VII part 2 um ff16 dragon quest XII, a new star ocean forspoken they have a stupid lineup kingdom now. hearts 4 kingdom hearts 4 but that's <laughs> like going to come out when i'm in my 30s maybe 40s so let's not even count that one they have a stupid lineup of games right now. Coming in, like most of those coming within the next two years, except for Kingdom Hearts Four. Let's not even. Right. <clears throat> Fuck yeah, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that noise. Plus they got like Valkyrie, Valkyrie, whatever, and uh, live a Valkyrie, Vali- Valkyrie
2: uh, Elysium.
4: Elysium, and uh, they got um. Dealfield Chronicle, is that them as well? Um, yeah. They got a shitload of games coming.
2: Yep. In no surprise, the PS Plus for July seemingly leaked. Sure, people will be unhappy as usual, but it looks like it's Crash Bandicoot 4. Man of Med. med Median. 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 And, Dark Pictures in. Anthology or whatever. A game that is uh it's a multiplayer um Arcadagon. It's a sci fi multiplayer made by Ilphonic, who did I wanna say they did that Predator game. Okay. But I could be wrong. Um yeah, so I mean it's it's from the same person who leaked the the last day to play and so apparently they have a good track record. Yeah. So we'll find out that well we'll know by next show but um yeah. Oh yeah, they did do predator hunting now. Uh, we'll
1: um, find out Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh in some sad news Bernie Stolar passed away. He uh was key figure in both the Dreamcast and the uh, PlayStation 1. Um, he's responsible for bringing Crash, Ridge Racer, and Spyro to PlayStation. So, and then we got a few other things. Um, Nintendo's having a direct tomorrow, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it is a third party mini direct. Um, there's obviously speculation of everything. And nothing is being yeah. at a three third party. <laughs> That's
3: what i mean. It is,
4: I'm it isn't. it is kind of not. It's published by <laughs> Nintendo but developed by Platinum. So I'm it gonna isn't. Say no. <laughs> It's
3: like second. Um, they don't they own guys.
1: Platinum, right?
4: No. The
3: they most credible,
4: work. yeah, real quick, the most credible like leak I've seen is Ubisoft, one of the regions for Ubisoft posted an October 20th date for Rabbids.
3: Which
0: I'd be down with that. I love that first game. That first game was good.
2: Uh, We announced it. Well, we didn't announce it, but we said (laughs) Xenoblade Chronicles had a direct last week, so have to see that. Introduced um, the villain, I believe, or
4: more gameplay. I actually chose not to watch it because at this point we're about a month. We're just over a month away, and I'm like, you know what? I just I know I'm buying this so I just want it and everything I've heard about the combat system just this this is going to be more 2 for me I think. I think I think it's going to be more like 2 than it was like 1 and we all know what happened when I connected those games in my brain and oh give me
2: There was a state of plague. <laughs> I'm not even taking credit for that terrible terrible naming plague a plague tale will be out October eighth
4: eighteenth by the way 18th.
2: 18th, 18th. but guess which, what which michaela predicted an October date um yeah Michaela, michaela michaela's mad Skills. yeah
4: I secretly run the world, but uh no the the game I don't know if you guys watched it the gameplay they showed the footage they showed. It looks really, really good. I mean, it's going to play similar to the first game where there is a lot of um, like stealth and fleeing, but now Amicia does have more of an arsenal. It's not just like a slingshot anymore. She's got like a crossbow. So even though she's still, you know, physically smaller and weaker than a lot of the opponents she's going up against, you do have some more options. So like, it looks like going loud might be a little bit more of an option in this game. But the thing that I found most interesting as an addition to the gameplay that they showed was, and it looks like it might be tied to certain story events or it's very limited capacity, but you can use Hugo to control the rats and go into like this first person perspective of the rat horde to devour a set number of enemies and it looked really cool and it looked really dope and it's a nice addition. So, this is going to be this is going to be great.
0: The That's only going to be on Xbox, right?
4: Mm-mm. Mm.
0: Is it going to be everywhere. Everywhere? Okay. Everywhere. everywhere?
4: everywhere. Everywhere, even the Switch, but the Switch game. is a cloud version. One, I
1: think? Yeah.
4: It's it's going okay. everywhere all at the same time. I mean just, I mean I Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry. I don't yeah,
4: but the, the switch is just the cloud version, I think. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, it's everywhere.
2: Um, the rumor mill continues, God of war. Um it's poised for a direct. Um, there's been rumors, uh which have only been fueled by Corey Barlog, the director of the first game. Um it's I feel like this is imminent. Um I think he got a playable copy of Ragnarok. Uh he had he's had some mysterious tweets, but one being like, got a Steam Deck, but busy playing this, and it's just a dual sense, which is obviously him because he's shown what he's played before. He's tweeted out like, oh, enjoying this, blah blah and shows like the screen. Um he's he's probably got a playable copy at this point and it's the, everything points to it still coming out in 2022. So, um, we'll I think this current
4: be... calculation is November. Yeah. Which makes sense, especially since Starfield moved and that leaves a big old opening.
2: Um, Miyazaki was interviewed. Apparently, Fromsoft has a, a game pretty much almost done. <laughs> At this point, in a new game.
3: Um, and Unannounced. We have a,
2: a number of projects in the works that are gaming-themed, so we'll see.
4: He also said he wants to do something different. Like Yay! Different than just the Souls-like stuff. Yay. Still very fantasy-fueled, but he I, didn't really... He was kind of vague.
0: I also think there was something job posting somewhere referring to max
4: yeah people think so the the
0: armored core folks are are all i wouldn't
4: be surprised if maybe there was like either a reboot or a remake or a remaster armored core but i think he's talking about when he says something new fantasy fueled i think he's talking about new ip new genre new something Um, because they are they do have multiple projects from sauce isn't even that big of a studio and the amount of projects they work on in parallel to get games out Pretty much every other year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I think so. I think Austin Walker did the math, and it's like you could count on every eighteen months there being a new Souls game. I
1: think. Well, they also announced back a while back that they wanted to bring Armored Core back, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if that's the game. You know, I think if they, specific. I didn't hear what Jason said. Him specifically say it's a new IP. It's just a new game. It's almost completely done which a a game in this series could be a new game. Also,
4: Tangent, Speaking, just talking about FromSoft and their release timeline, it reminded me of another studio that is very consistent with their release cycles. I think within the second, like within the not too distant future, probably by the end of the year, at the latest, I think, maybe, I don't know, knock on wood, we might be due to find out what the hell Supergiant's doing now after Hades.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's about that time it is all um, the time. Look at
1: this. I think it's going to be more deals. I think it's going to be DLC.
0: Um before 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 you're old oh, look at this Jason, I just wanted to say I have a feeling if I have a feeling that from software is if they do Armored Core, they're not going to do Armored Core. You know what I mean? They're they're like where uh Sekiro was kind of like a Tenchu adjacent game.
4: I feel you. Okay. And,
0: and like a lot of people are saying, or, well, uh, I think it was uh, DLSina of Pace. Like she said, that Elden Ring is more of a Kingsfield game than anything. I think they're probably going to find a way to reference their past, but do something, do a nope. riff on it rather than just saying, hey, we're bringing Armored Core back,
2: you know? Yeah. A rumor just popped up for tomorrow's direct that we're getting a near autonomous port. For the Switch,
4: I would laugh my ass off to see that thing running on a Switch. Yoko Taro <sighs> would do some wacky shit with that.
2: Which mm. also adds to the, the other rumors for the direct, which I forgot, but now that I. Persona don't say Persona, 4 don't. Golden, persona 4 Golden. And don't get my Golden. hopes
0: up. Don't tease me, bitch. Well, I think th- I think that was talked about by Persona Central wasn't
4: it? Yeah. yeah, since since it got announced for Xbox, the speculation is that the Switch will get them too. I I like I recently talked about it on the show, I tried to play Persona 4 Golden on Steam and the screen tearing was so bad that I couldn't even attempt to fix it. So I yeah. have it and can't play it, but if they could get it running on a Switch for me,
1: what I would buy
4: it again.
1: Wasn't that your older
4: laptop, though? I thought you. No, it. it's this, this one. This, this I, one. It's, and it's not even a performance <laughs> issue; it's a port issue. It is just like a my laptop can handle harder games than that. Like You know what I
0: mean? But hmm. I mean, I think if I remember when we did our our big old faux recap of everything, I talked about the Persona thing, and it came out later that it was coming everywhere. Or maybe I yeah. just looked at the PlayStation news. That, no, I, I think did. it.
2: It, it was and it was confirmed after that it was coming everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: But I think all of them. I think all of them will come. Though. But I mean, no. you can't
2: blame you can't blame Xbox because they all do it. Like Nintendo oh, yeah. it. They announce something and then a day later you see like oh, also coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and like PlayStation. Yeah, I'm, don't, I, I'm not trying on.
0: to. I'm not trying to do that, but I think it's probably going to be the same timeline where. Royal is going to be the first one to PC, and then Golden and P3P will will be later.
4: And- Golden's already on PC. No,
0: they're they're, re- they're redoing it because like they re- they said they're redoing it.
2: And of At least course, that's the way I read it. That's where um, the constant rumor of it's a direct third party. We're finally getting the Pixel remasters of Final Fantasy.
4: I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's wishful thinking.
2: <laughs> I know, but it's just
4: I think it'll
0: happen. It kinda has to, doesn't it?
4: Don't 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 put has to and final fantasy in a sentence because you will be disappointed nine times out of ten.
0: I mean, it just seems stupid. Well, yeah, you're right.
1: Um You know what? You know you know what works? Not caring. <laughs> just like I like that series.
3: Who but is, I don't are you care.
1: I'm not, not caring about Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't care. Like, you put out what you want to put out, and I'll play it if I like it. Like, you know? If
2: yeah, I that... mean, you, you always see it. It's. I mean, now it's obviously the internet, but you see these directs announced, these data plays, and people always have these wish lists, and then they're, like, completely disappointed by it. It's like, you know what? It wasn't intended to fulfill your... Fantasy, your wish list. Yeah. Like it wasn't to like. Why can't you just? It's. I don't know. I I take it. It's cool to have these directs. Like just to see what's on. Like honestly, if no game came out the rest of the year, I don't need to play.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I you know uh, when you cool mentioned to that.
2: See it, like.
4: Yeah, I would rather have directs and 50 percent of them either be like shitty presentations that weren't put together well or just have nothing that appeals to me but appeals to other people rather than have no directs at all
2: it's you know. yeah it's i liken it to movie previews you see like a preview for a movie coming out and nobody's like oh man this blows it's not out today it's like what they're never like you see a preview like it's a preview for a future they just expect like because a few games have been like oh available today. It's like where's the excitement? Like you need that hype to build up, like
1: mm-hmm. especially if it's a new IP.
2: So we'll see what they do. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, you got I, Nintendo directs are oh, I think they're the most, they're the least disappointing of all the like showcases. Is oh, there's probably because there's so much. Nintendo Directs always packs so many announcements in mm-hmm. it. Like it's absurd how many they go through. So um there should be something for everyone. But if there's not something for you, get what? Hold up, we got one more news story. Damn it. <laughs>
0: um this doesn't really affect anybody on the pod because i'm pretty sure none of us have played their games but uh puzzle game developer zaktronics is shutting down i wanted to talk about this because they are going out on their own terms they're not being bought out they're not being shut down uh zach barth the main guy at the studio the studio that the, the, the its namesake uh has just decided yeah, we all kind of want to do our own thing anyway. We've got this one game we're about to release. I forget what it's called. And we're doing uh, a reworking of an older game, which I'm going from memory here and I forgot what that's called. But then like, yeah, that's going to be it for us. I'm just like, shout outs to going out on your own terms. Good for They, I know uh, following Giant Bomb and Waypoint and a lot of folks online, uh, their games are... Uh, highly regarded and uh and they seem very interesting to me. And now that I have a PC, I can finally fucking play them.
2: Um, so yeah, kind of like Lam- Lambier did that. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, done. Should, yeah. Like, nope.
0: Screw this. We we're, we're going our own ways now. Now no, can, can I if can it, I
4: say it now?
0: If none of this interests no, no, you no, if if you don't care
2: about Zach Comics. Too bad. Because guess what?
4: It's not all about you,
0: gamers.
2: Bye. Story Route Zero, we have some
0: cool friends who do some cool things that I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fund culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash overdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash P.O. Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash overdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids, as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely Queen of the Guild, always say, Hashtag Rise Above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter, at StoryRouteZero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us, as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Twitch, that's PSN, and I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.